Hello, this is Tony Broom Ministries, bringing to you a sermon from the Song of Solomon. The title is, The Voice of My Beloved. The Bible has so much to say about the voice of the Lord. It was the voice of the Lord in the very beginning, the first thing that happened in creation. Everything was darkness, was upon the deep, the earth was empty and void. Nothing was going on. And all of a sudden, God said, Light be. And light was. It was the voice of the Lord that spoke. As the contemporary song said, Our God is an awesome God. He spoke out of the darkness into the night. He created the light. God is an awesome God. The voice of the Lord is responsible for speaking things into being. And he even said concerning Abraham, God is a God who calls those things that are not just like they already have been and are. He calls those things that are not as though they were, and lo, they have to be. God speaks seas and fishes and whales and birds and animals. He speaks men and beings into being. He speaks things into being and they come to pass. The voice of the Lord. Psalm 29 verse 2 and all the way through verse 9 it talks about the voice of the Lord some seven times at least that it makes reference to the voice of the Lord. Give unto the Lord the glory to and to His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness just like we're doing today. We're worshiping Him. You cannot worship Him unless your voice you don't have to be out loud all the time, but you cannot help it because your voice has to proclaim the goodness of God. Worship Him in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. His voice, He spoke, and the waters were divided in Genesis chapter 1. Just His voice speaks, and the waters ruffle and bristle and bristle about they move about. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Just His voice. Not just our voice praising the Lord, but His voice. The very essence, the very being and nature of His voice. It creates praise. His voice is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord gives life. It causes things to jump around. Just like it's describing here. A great cedar in Lebanon can jump around and skip around like a little calf. It's because of the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness the Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. Kadesh in Hebrews is an offspin of holiness. The wilderness seems like a wilderness. Dottie Rambo said this world is just a wilderness. But in the midst of that wilderness, in the midst of that storm, you have the holiness of God. And His voice speaks out and shines out in the darkness. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calf and discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. I'm glad that you can come to church and talk about 
more than just a political party and who's winning the ball game. You can talk about things that really have to do with something. In his temple does everyone speak of his glory to talk about the things of God. There was a time when the saints of God talked about the things of God and now the world has crept into the point we're not careful we talk about the things of the world more than we do the things of God. The voice of the Lord is so important in our lives. The Song of Solomon is a story about the Lord and His lover. It's a story, a love song, and it starts off in chapter 2, verse 8, about the voice of my beloved. And it's an exclamation point. The voice of my beloved. Behold, He cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. It's like you're hearing the voice of your beloved, and He cannot wait just to get back where you are. People think that Jesus is in heaven not wanting to come, just like they think that He didn't really want to come the first time that Dad God talked Him into it. That's not the way it happened. He was willing to come. He was eager to come. He didn't enjoy all of it. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of sorrow. There was a lot of things that happened, but He came willingly and gladly knowing that you and I would need Him as Savior and Lord. He came and He is just as eager, if not more so, to come back again. I hear the voice of my beloved. He's not here yet. I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. But I know that He said He's coming quickly. I know that He said He's coming back to get me. I know that He said if I, my heart would not be troubled, that I believe in God, that I could also believe in Him. And He knows that He said that in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I'll go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and get you and receive you unto myself. And it is as though I hear his voice leaping over the mountains and skipping over the hills. He is eager and anxious to return back and get us again. Verse 14, O my dove, that art in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs. Let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice. For sweet is thy voice and thy countenance is comely. The beloved takes pleasure in his dove love. The bride, let me see your countenance. I just got to look at you one more time. Let me see your countenance. Let me hear your voice. I just want to hear your voice. Your voice is sweet and your countenance is pleasant. One of the things that happens when we miss our loved ones, when our loved ones go home to be with the Lord, is that you don't hear their voice anymore. In the time of the hospitalization, in that last time when we thought Miss Peggy was going to get better, and when she came back and was getting stronger, in that absence of that, one of the things I missed was not hearing her voice. And the Lord gave me this message sometime either around that time or before that time, I having no idea whatsoever that the events would conspire like they did today, would happen like they did today. I had no idea that this would coincide with this message so well because it talks about the voice of your beloved, the voice of the lover, you miss hearing their voice. One of the things that you, many of you senior saints have told me is that you miss 
hearing the voice of your mother. You miss hearing the voice of your dad. You miss hearing the voice of your spouse, your husband, or your wife. If a child or grandchild is gone, you miss hearing their voice. One of the things that you miss so much is the voice of your loved one. Your voice is pleasant. Your countenance looks good. I want to see your countenance. I want to hear your voice. And while it may be true that you may not can hear that voice again, and in your mind you can hear it, it is like you can hear them still talking to you, but you know they're not really there. But in your mind you can still hear their voice, and your, their voice sounds the same to you as it did then. They're not physically there with you, but you can hear their voice in your mind. And one of the things that you miss is not being able to actually talk with them and hear their voice. One of the things that we really need to beware of, I'll say this as a Christian brother pastorally, one of the things that we need to be aware of is we have to be careful because many people who have lost their loved ones say that their loved ones came to them and they spoke to them and they came to them in a dream. Sometimes the Lord will allow that to happen to give you some comfort and to give you some peace. I don't have a problem with that. What I have problem is we have to be careful, brothers and sisters, because that evil one will take a disguise of your loved one's image or their voice. He will present himself to look like and sound like your loved one. And if you're not careful, you will start what the Bible talks about, necromancing, having a relationship with the dead. And God warns against that. He tells Israel not to do that. We have to be careful because I want to tell you lovingly as I know how, that's not your mama. That's not your husband. That's not your wife. The evil one is trying to trick you into thinking that he's presenting them to you and actually he will come and camouflage them to you and he will present himself. And if you continue to do that and listen to that, he will lead you away into darkness and he will lead you astray into evil. We have to be careful. When our loved one goes to be with the Lord, they're with the Lord. They're not held in the middle somewhere. They're not in purgatory. There's no purgatory. It's either heaven or hell, earth or heaven. They're not on this earth anymore, and they're right with God, they're in heaven. They're with the Lord. To be absent from the body is present with the Lord. I want to hear your voice, but I'm not going to do a seance to hear it. I'm not going to go into evil to hear it. I can hear your voice in my mind. I can hear your voice in God's Word. I can hear your voice saying, Go on, boy, preach one for me. That's all I need. I don't need to see you at night. I don't need to smell your perfume on my pillow. I don't need to have to go through all that. The years that we have together is good enough for me. But the thing is that we can hear His voice. We may not hear their voice anymore, but we can hear His voice. Oh, hallelujah. Chapter 5, verse 2. I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. How many people know sometimes all this mushy talk and you ain't in the mood for it? <laughs> Open to me, my dear, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew and my locks with the drops of the night. 
when things get crossed up in the relationship between the Lord and His lover, and things try to tear us apart, it is then that not even faith, hope, or works will prevail. But the love between us is so secure and strong that not even death can keep us apart. Thank God. That's why the preacher says, until death do us part. Because that love is so strong. Sometimes you get a little crossed up. Sometimes things don't work out. None of us are perfect. When you take an imperfect woman and put her with a man that sure enough ain't perfect, then you try to live together and things don't work out too good all the time. You got to make it work. You got to make it work. You got to work and make it. The lady doesn't want to get her feet dirty, defile her feet. I've already washed my feet. I don't want to have to get up. The Lord lover, he's gone through all this travail for his beloved. It's described here as being wet with the dew of the night. Will we not open to our beloved, our Lord? He who has gone through the cruel beating and death of the cross, the cold, dark tomb for us, will we not open our heart to him? But no worries, because he's the one who said, I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Have the keys of death and of hell. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. Song of Solomon chapter 8 verse 6. Set me as a seal upon thine heart. That's like someone that you think about all the time. When you started dating. And you listen to who put the bum in the bum shabop shabop who put the bum in the bum 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 ding dong, and you think about all these times that you had, and you didn't have nothing but a rotary phone, but you could talk to her anyway. Somebody you think about all the time, and when you get right with God, it's the same way. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before, and you think about Him all the time, and you praise Him all the time. God, get us back to that time when it didn't matter if the preacher spoke or not. It didn't matter what he said, she said, they did. Get us back to the time when we're in love with Jesus and He's in love with us and we want to hear His voice. God, get us back to that time, that pure faith, that childlike faith that we had. Nothing was going to keep us apart. Nothing was going to keep us away from the house of God. Now, I know that we're providentially hindered, but there was a time in our Christian life, hell and high water couldn't keep us out. We were in love with Jesus and He was in love with us. Someone that you think about all the time. Set me as a seal on your heart. Set me like a seal upon your arm. Something you look at all the time. Like a watch. You ever had a watch? I had one the other week. Miss Peggy was getting better for that time. I came in the hospital. I said, this watch is dead as a doornail. I'm going to throw it away. I got a new one in the drawer just like it. I hadn't started it yet. You know how many times I felt of that watch that day? And every time I felt of it, it had the same time it did before because it's broke. You know, but it wasn't a Timex because it took a lick and it didn't keep on ticking. How many times have you left your watch at home? Go around looking at your arm all day. There ain't no watch there, but you look at it. Set me like a seal upon your arm. Something that you look at all the time like a watch. 
I want to be something on your arm. I want to be something that Jesus gets a hold of me and I can't let him go. And I look at him all the time. I think about him all the time. I talk to him all the time. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Love is strong, as strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. You say, should you be jealous over your wife? Well, one man wasn't jealous over his wife and they found out she was so ugly he knew why. <laughs> you shouldn't take it the wrong way, but yes, your jealousy over your wife to the point you don't want her to just go and be with somebody else because she's your wife. Jealousy is like the grave. The coals thereof are coals as fire which hath a most vehement heat and flame. God is both jealous and loving. We know He's a loving God, but you know He's also a jealous God. God don't want you to serve no other God. He don't want you to bow down to no other God. He don't want you to keep your face in somebody else's book all the time. He wants you to keep your face in His book sometimes. Lord have mercy. He's a jealous God. He will not let you serve somebody else. He, you can if you want to. He will let you in the sense that if you really insist on it, He'll let you do it. But He's a jealous God. You won't do it and get by with it. He'll whip your hiney with a hickory because you belong to Him. He's jealous over you with godly love. Paul told the church, he said, I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be contemned or counted as nothing. You can't buy love. The Beatles said it, money can't buy you love. You can't buy love with all the money in the world. Many people have tried to, paid big prices, but it doesn't buy love. You can have love if you don't have a dime in your pocket. Love cannot be bought nor conquered. You cannot conquer love. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. That's how strong love is. Yes. Verse 13, Thou that dwellest in the gardens, the companions hearken to thy voice, calls me to hear it. The companions hearken to your voice, calls me to hear it. Lord, let me hear your voice. Calls me to hear your voice. I already know you as Savior and Lord, but calls me to have that same fervor, that same desire, that same passion and power which the saints of old had, which brought down heaven and lifted up people and helped people to have revival and brought a nation to its knees and sin was confessed. Liquor stores and gambling joints was closed down. And people had revival because the saints of old had that fervor and they had that love and they had that power with God. My sheep hear my voice, Jesus said. I know them and they follow me. John chapter 10, verse 27. The voice of my beloved. And may we be like it was in the beginning when we said it's the voice of my beloved. That's who it is. I knew he was going to call. I knew he was going to come. And when Jesus comes to get us, we'll say, I knew it. I knew he was coming. I knew it sooner or later he'd be here to get us. I knew it sooner or later he'd be here to take us home. Father, we love you today. We bless your holy name. You're worthy to be praised. 
Your name is high and holy and lifted up in all the earth. Oh, I pray that many today would hear the voice of the Beloved. They would hear the voice of God's Word. And today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation in the time of anger in the wilderness. Lord, help us today to be responsive to Your voice and to cause others to hear that glorious voice of salvation today. In Jesus' name, Amen. You have been listening to a sermon from the Song of Solomon. The title has been, The Voice of My Beloved. Make sure that you have heard His voice today and that you know Jesus as Savior and Lord. This has been, a Tony Broom Ministries production.